Good evening, everyone. This is Grizzly Bear Bets presented by Bluff City Media Podcast Network, providing complete coverage of your Memphis Grizzlies, Tigers, 901 FC, and more sports throughout the Memphis area. I'm your host, Chase Bobbitt. Today is Sunday, March 5th, 2023, and a lot has transpired since last time we spoke. Memphis Grizzlies are in action tonight in Los Angeles against the LA Clippers. A late recording today as it is the late game over in Los Angeles. Also, we have the Memphis Tigers play this morning against the Houston Cougars, number one team in the country. So wanted to kind of let all that content get out there before putting out the podcast for tonight. So we are about three and a half hours from tip-off right now as I'm recording. So all the injury reports are out, all the other news that's been coming out lately has been confirmed, and we know who will be playing and who will not be playing. Also, all the props and lines look to be finalized, so we have a good selection for the night and a lot of stuff to talk about in this podcast. So, since the game on Friday night when the Grizzlies played against the Nuggets, obviously, the game itself, Grizzlies ended up losing the game, but after the fact, all the news with John Morant came out with the Instagram Live video and then ultimately him being suspended or taking time away after the fact. So he will not be at least playing for the next two games in Los Angeles. First game tonight against the Clippers and then against the L.A. Lakers for the next one. In terms of what this looks like for the Grizzlies' sake, obviously Brandon Clark also goes down with a torn Achilles, and he'll be out for at least a year, probably a year and a half. So prayers up to him. Very unfortunate to see that in a player who I think is a great piece for the Grizzlies and one of the kind of glue guys who has made it work consistently and just puts his head down and work, which I think is very important, especially when, you know, the issues with John Morant come out and guys like Brandon Clark are the guys in the locker room that may not have the voice, but I'm just saying in terms of just a good guy who, um, you know, is it seems to be well-liked in the locker room will obviously be missed. And then also Dylan Brooks is suspended for his 16th technical foul, so he'll not be playing either tonight in this game. Um, so, yeah, a lot to unpack. So we'll get to the – we'll talk about the John Morant thing just very briefly. We'll get into the game against the Nuggets in terms of the bets we hit, didn't hit, and then get into this game tonight against the Clippers. So with John Morant, obviously I think a lot of people have said – all the things already that I would have to say. So I'm not going to harp on it too much. It is very disappointing. It is something that with the whole mental health aspect lane that he's kind of taken now, it also is something that I don't want to, you know, say something that seems distasteful. And if that's actually something he's going through and that is just whatever, you know, the way that he was expressing it, which is what he said in the statement, then again, I don't want to make any statements that can come across the wrong way. But again, it's very disappointing. I think it's at a crossroads right now where John Morant can go one of two ways. I don't think there's any other way that you can go at this point. You can't continue on the way that you've been acting for a considerable amount of time now. And granted, he is a, he seems to be a very good guy. He's great for the city and my favorite player in the league, and I'm always going to support him for those reasons. But this isn't the first time it's happened. This isn't the first bad decision that he's made. It's been time and time again just different things have come up and in, in this scenario I think it really was the breaking point for all parties involved so again I'm hoping that this is a wake-up call for him that he needs Grizzlies are a very young team you don't have guys in the locker room that are going to step up and say anything to John Morant when he's doing these things because one he's the leader best player on the team you know makes the most money the point guard and he's also not like significantly younger than anyone else on the roster like everyone's around the same age no one's going to want to divide the locker room especially when you 
have this team chemistry that's kind of the you know focal point of the team and why the team does so well. So for John Morant to act this way, it makes it very difficult for guys to step up and say anything. And you don't really have any veterans that are going to do you know do that for you, especially and if you do have veterans, they're not one vocal veterans and also don't have the pedigree or the respect to you know say something like that to a guy like John Morant. So with all that being said, again, he really has to just you know look himself in the mirror and make better decisions at this point or you know ultimately down the line it looks like they'll have to be some kind of parting ways either between him and the Grizzlies or him and the whole NBA and that is the farthest thing from what I want what the Grizzlies want what I think anyone wants because he's great for Memphis again he represents the city well he does everything correct it's just kind of a string of bad decisions but at a young age I'm I'm hoping that this is the moment that he kind of really takes a step back and says all right you know, I can have this persona and, you know, seem cool or whatever he's trying to do without all the other stuff because I think it's almost completely flipped 180 on him where he's trying to, you know, look tough and trying to act cool. And now you look on social media and everyone's just making fun of him and clowning him. So I think everything's just kind of come to a point where, again, it goes two ways. And this is the last we ever hear of it. And he ends up coming back and turns back into the. You know, John Morant that we all know and love, and I'm hoping that's the case. So that's kind of my two cents on that regarding the actual situation and everything more than that. I think everyone's kind of said it already, so no reason to harp on it any more than that. So looking at this game that happened on Friday night before all this transpired, Grizzlies ended up losing 113-97, to kept it close for a while, then got you know blown out essentially in the fourth quarter, losing 33-17 in the fourth, ended up not even covering that five-and-a-half-point spread that we went for. We did, with that being said, go for the under 234, which was easy. I don't Again, I don't understand why it was that high, but we are right on that. Our play of the game was Nikola Jokic over 12-and-a-half rebounds. Again, the play of the game is over at, at Bluff City underscore media on Instagram, also on the Bluff City YouTube shorts page, and the Twitter at Bluff City underscore media as well. That's where we released a play of the game. Already released a play of the game for the game tonight earlier in the day, so if you've already seen that, that is the play. If not, make sure to go check it out over there before you put the bets in for the night. So we did go Jokic over 12 and a half rebounds. He had 18, so that was easy. Missed Desmond Bain under four or over four and a half rebounds. He ended up hitting four. I think he had four pretty early on in this game too, and it seemed like it was on a great pace. And then didn't did not get another rebound the rest of the time. Also missed on Desmond Bain over two and a half threes. He finished with two threes on the night. And then we also missed Jaron Jackson Jr. over three and a half first quarter points. He had an and one. To get three points was looking good early in that game, but didn't score again in the first quarter, so that was unfortunate. We did hit Jaron Jackson Jr. over two and a half blocks. He finished with three, and we hit Dylan Brooks under 11 and a half points. He finished with eight. I've consistently bet against Dylan Brooks um, overs for quite some time, and it's worked out well. So, unfortunately, he does some other things well, but I'm also at a Dylan Brooks kind of crossroads, if you will, also where I think the time has come for him to to part ways um, over the summer, but that's a discussion for another day. He won't be playing tonight, but this is a night where you really do need him with two you know, elite-level wings for the Clippers playing, but we'll see what it's like without him. So, Grizzlies are currently a six-and-a-half-point underdog for the game tonight against the Clippers. Over-under is set at 228. Clippers have been in bad form recently, have not 
won a game since the game against Phoenix on the 16th of February. Obviously had that crazy 176 to 175 game against Sacramento a couple weeks ago. Then they've dropped games against Denver, Minnesota, Golden State, and then against Sacramento again. So they've been playing in close games, but haven't been winning games in a while. So that's something to take into account. An opportunity for them, I'm sure, to feel like they can steal a game and kind of maybe you know fix things and get things going in the right direction against the spread. Clippers aren't very good at 32 and. 34. Obviously, Grizzlies, we continue to say every time we talk about it, also not good against the spread at 29, 32, and 1. So, haven't seen these two teams play at all this season. We saw them play last on the 2nd of February 2022. Memphis won the game 135, 109. So, it's been a long time. Again, much different lineups tonight. At 6.5, it makes me want to lean Clippers. I think the Grizzlies will be somewhat competitive towards the beginning, but I think Clippers will break away towards the end. And Clippers do have issues at times with letting teams kind of stick around and not be able to close teams out. We saw that game against the Warriors the other night. They were up big at some point, and Warriors kind of slowly chipped away. But just with the Grizzlies' lack of scoring right now, I think it's going to be a big problem, especially with these guys for the Clippers being able to guard, you know, one through five, you know, Kawhi being able to, or Paul George for that matter, being able to focus on Desmond Bain as the main scorer. And then Jaron Jackson Jr. I think is going to be an X factor in terms of if the Grizzlies can get get things going offensively, I believe it's going to have to go through Jaron. But Clippers, again, with Russell Westbrook, I've been watching a lot of the games. I think he's been decent for them. I don't think he's been bad at all. He's still going to take some stupid shots, but he kind of gets them in their offense better. They've been scoring well in these games. It's just that they haven't been able to defend, so I think that's something to look forward look for to tonight. I'm going to go Clippers minus 6.5. Again, the Grizzlies have lost each of their last 17 games as road underdogs, so we've said consistently that the Grizzlies don't play well on the road. Now you're adding all these guys out, all this drama around the team, and it's tempting to go Grizzlies because I have seen teams in this moment, maybe not obviously the exact scenario with your star point guard pulling a gun out on Instagram Live and getting suspended, but I've seen the scenario in terms of you know, a main guy being out of the lineup for whatever reason, even maybe the second or third best guy out of a lineup and seeing these teams perform and if not even win games. We saw this with the, I want to say it was the Nets when obviously Kyrie and um, Devin or Kevin Durant left the team. They played against the Knicks, I believe, who have been playing well. They ended up winning the game outright, and these teams just kind of get up for these kind of games. But I don't think that's going to be the case today. I think the Clippers are going to take care of business here and finish the job. In terms of the over-under, 228, again, Grizzlies now are the worst team in the NBA in terms of over-under. has to do with their defense as well as the offense just not being good in the half court. Clippers are 21st at 31 and 35, so neither team are great in terms of offense. In terms of scoring, the Grizzlies score about 115.6 points per game, while the Clippers score 112.4. So Clippers offense isn't great, 23rd in points per game, though we have seen them as of recently appear to score more, 127 the other night against Sacramento, 124 against Denver, 175 against Sacramento the time before that. So they've been scoring the ball better. But I say all that to say that I am going to go the under here. I think 228 is way too high for these two teams. I think maybe the Clippers can do their their job and get the points needed that would hit this over. But I do think the Grizzlies are going to struggle offensively tonight with the absence of these guys and a lot more emphasis on Desmond Bain. Just I just think that it's going to be too much for the Grizzlies to handle in Los Angeles tonight. So I'm going to go under 228. 
And then obviously the Clippers minus six and a half as the two plays for the spread and the over under. Again, like I said, the play of the game will be on Bluff City Media's Instagram. So make sure to check that out there. I'm very confident and very happy with the pick that we ended up taking for that. So besides the play of the game, some of the other props we'll be going with are Kawhi Leonard over a hun- one and a half threes. So he's hit this in four straight games. He's been shooting extremely efficient since that game that he played against the Suns where he didn't make a field goal until like the second half he was horrible in that game since that point he has been very good shooting the ball especially from three again just hit that in four straight games so I like him to keep it up here tonight at home next we're going to go Russell Westbrook over six and a half assist as I mentioned been watching him play a lot he gets them kind of into their offense and also the main reason I like this is because he gets them a lot of open threes which they have the shooters to knock down He's hit this in three of his first five games as a Clipper. He's also gotten double-digit assist in those three of his five games. So if he's getting over that mark, he's getting double digits. So looking at a Westbrook double-double wouldn't be a bad play either. Not going to be one of my plays, but now that I'm thinking about it, that could be worth a small um, play. And I like what he does. You know, Just overall, he's going to play a good amount of minutes if this game is not too tight. And also, I just think that the way that the Grizzlies line up will allow him to be on the floor. Next, Jaron Jackson Jr. over 19.5 points. He's going to be at the, have to be the guy who steps up the most in the absence of these guys. Again, I think he'll be close to 17 to 18 shots tonight with the shots being limited from the other guys. Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., the two guys who shot quality should, or quantity should go up and he should be able to knock down some more shots. So I like this number with the increased volume that we're going to get. He has not gotten 20 points since that game against Utah before All-Star break, so he's due a 20-point game. Perfect time to do it. Down low, the Clippers aren't great, so I think this is a good opportunity for him. And then we close out with two Memphis Grizzly three-point props. Desmond Bain over two and a half threes. Again, increased volume. I expect him to, to get his shots up as he should. Go over that two and a half three-point mark. Didn't hit it in that last game. And then Tyus Jones over one and a half threes as well. No John Morant. Every time we see Tyus start without John Morant, he's averaging over 18 points a game on a good shooting split. So I expect him to continue that tonight and get two threes from Tyus Jones, who I think is a very good three-point shooter. I don't know exactly what the statistics are to back that up. So he's shooting 37.4% from three. So I like that with the volume that he's going to be getting tonight to get over that one-and-a-half three-point mark. So those are going to be all the plays for tonight. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at GrizzBearBets. We'll be live-tweeting the game tonight. Make sure to follow my personal Twitter at ChaseBob at 9. Make sure to follow the Grizzly Bear Blues Twitter at SBN Grizzlies. And then, as always, the Bluff City Media Twitter at Bluff City underscore media. We'll be back on Tuesday for the Grizzlies game against the Lakers. In the meantime, enjoy the game tonight and talk to you guys soon. Have a good one.